0: Is it June yet? A storied CFL franchise. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. With a loyal and passionate
1: following. We finally can say we're champions. Bring it back to the city of champions. This is the
2: show that brings you the stories and personalities of the green and gold. Yeah. Six thirty, Chad.
1: This is the Eskimo Show. Now your host, Morley Scott, on Eskimos Radio.
0: Six thirty, Chad. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How is your Sunday going? I'm guessing it's going pretty good. This is usually the spot on the show where I say we're one week closer to CFL football. I'd be lying if I said that today because CFL football is here. Yesterday, on day one of training camp, the Eskimos had medicals and physicals. Today, they were on the field for the first time. Lots to talk about today, lots to hear from today. Uh, Dave Campbell will join us a little bit later on in the program today. We're also going to hear from uh, Pat Watkins. We're going to hear from uh, the new member of the Eskimos defensive backfield. That's Cord Parks, signed as a free agent uh, the last uh, week or so for the BC Lions. Uh, we're also going to hear from the Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. That's all coming up this afternoon on the Eskimo show. But first up, the always talkative, the always entertaining Eskimo receiver Adarius Bowman. I had a chance to talk with him today after the Eskimos first on field session about getting after it one more time. Adarius, here we go again.
2: Oh man, great words. Here we go again. Uh, man, first day's been amazing. You know, like always, we had a group of our fans out here. Uh, I'm really excited and upbeat and all these great words about coach, coach Moss. I can truly see the, you can tell that he's been around this environment before. And so uh, I think he's great for the like player coach. You know, he got great advice. He give you the shortcuts, you know, we're going to take this long way to go about what it is we need to do, but we're going to be smart. We're going to be disciplined, you know what I mean? We're going to understand our techniques. so it's like we kind of got back to our bases, but it's energy and enthusiasm I love.
0: He, he talked about uh what was his keys uh being aggressive, uh starting fast and finishing. Those seems to be the three things he's talked at least with us a lot about. I imagine with you guys too. Oh yeah, same
2: thing and uh, all those things you need especially in the position that we are. Uh, and like all we got a great group of vets, you know, but uh, even for me it's uh, my first time I've won a championship, but even it being my first one, I I after the ring ceremony, we flushed that and now I'm actually truly focused on getting another. And I think coach Moss is going to get us there. You know, uh he said all the right things, and those things he said is definitely what we need, aggression, fast start, and you know, and be tough about everything.
0: How different is this offense going to be this year?
2: Oh, man. Uh, I'm actually excited about it. It's actually a, no offense to the offenses we've had in the past. But it's, I'll tell you this. I feel like I'm in my sophomore year of college. <laughs> well, you actually realize you got to start doing some work and studying. But uh, I think it's going to pay off in a few weeks. Uh, I truly understand uh, what the quarterbacks got, what the Z got, what the Y got. I think it's a complete and full offense. So for me, uh, Doing a lot more studying, but I think it's gonna it's gonna pay off in the long term.
0: No huddle too. How do you like that?
2: Oh man, uh, I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but uh, now that we've kind of got into a good thing, and I think everybody did. Everybody got the email, got the the memo about being in shape, being having that endurance to be able to abstain and uphold all these plays we're about to do. So, for me, uh, felt a small portion of the day. He definitely told us it's gonna get faster, but. Uh, very excited. The receiver group we got, I'm very excited. I'm glad to have Getz with her. You know those that veteran voice, that that leadership. So uh, I think that made us a lot more complete as well.
0: Offensively, I was just thinking like you guys had a, a good offense last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It could really take a step. I mean, you get Durrell for the entire year. You're probably going to get a healthy Mike Riley for the entire year. You've lost Kenny Stafford, but you've you've added uh, laugh as you say, and then John White's back. And if he can be what he was when he left, this this offense could. Sky's the limit.
2: Uh, honestly, more than more, I think this might we have the to potential to, to do what I'm about to say, but I think this might be uh, one of the most explosive and elusive offenses I've ever been a part of. Uh, we definitely had probably uh, stats wise, uh, things like results. They may seem like better athletes, but like I say, the, the veteran mindset, even Kuhorn going on his sixth year. You know what I mean? Darrell is his second year. Corey's a veteran guy. You understand? And then that, that presence from guest life, uh, me being a veteran guy, too, that helps. Because, uh, and I and Darrell laugh, you know, because he was out here today, and I caught him telling me what to do for a few times, you know. But uh, last year it was kind of yeah. me helping him out a lot. But you even can see the maturity and the, the, the uh, improvement in him when it comes to just understanding the whole concept of the play rather than my play. And I think that's what Coach Moss has given us a good thing to do. No one has a position. We are in the veteran guys so we all fighting for a spot on this team. You got to be open to play all positions. And so that was the biggest change for me, but uh like I said if you stay in that playbook, it's going to pay off long term.
0: The, the mo with uh, Jason in Ottawa last year was ball gets spread around a lot I mean he had four thousand yard receivers uh it, it, maybe you and Terrell won't be targeted as much defensively because everybody's got to be watched now which may in a funny way open you guys up for even more.
2: I was just about to say if you didn't finish with that I was about saying the way I feel like that's gonna make the operation a lot better even for Mike you know uh we did great things last year, you know what I mean but uh what was our key last year, overcoming adversity? It was a lot out there. I think we're just gonna be a lot more smarter this year. You know, the adverse time's gonna come, and I think that's one thing we learned about last year, our veteran guys. We know how to win now. Now it's about becoming true leaders and staying at the top. Staying at the top, you know, and so I think it's the small things we're doing now, guys getting the extra work, the film work. And then Coach Moss, too. That coaching staff helps a lot.
0: They say getting to the top's tough. Staying to the top is pretty tough.
2: That's the toughest thing to me. Uh, getting there was a challenge, but now I even feel it. Uh, the feeling I have right now, I've never had, because like I say, I had never won a championship, but I'm hungry for another one. I think that's the key word for us this year, stay hungry. Don't get full off of what we ate last year. Stay
0: hungry. And I imagine the changes help that. I mean, you got a, a coaching staff coming in that doesn't, they're not repeating in fact in fact your head coach your head coach wished (laughs) right? you know uh, you got uh, you got a few new guys in different places you know uh, court parks whoever it may be coming in on both sides of the ball and those guys I imagine are going to energize you guys a little bit and kind of keep you focused like you say uh, even coach Marsa I think we had he let it go one more time yesterday about
2: you know you guys uh, forget you guys you know (laughs) for last year but now let's go back and get it for him like you say he they They was this close, you know what I mean, and so it is kind of weird, but it's actually I think we're in the best position we could possibly be in, but like I say, the number one thing is for our team to not get complacent and get too excited about what we did last year, and let's do something that's not that doesn't happen that much in the, this history or in this sport in this tradition or this you know last time I think what Montreal went back to back. Uh, the Eskimos back in the 80s. Toronto did too. Toronto, I think, did it two times. Is it Flutie? Yeah. Uh, so, you know what I mean? I want to be in that category. Yeah. And so that's what I, I talked with Mike. Too. not a
0: lot of guys you can say you they've
2: done that. You know what I mean? That. And so uh, staying at the top. And I think yeah. the way to stay there is stay hungry.
0: All right, I know you said you flushed the ring ceremony and the ring and everything but this last I'm gonna ask you I just want to get your your take on it What was it like opening up that box and getting a look at that ring and kind of just seeing the whole year kind of flash before you?
2: I'm gonna tell you this, uh, all season I Had I kept saying man, there's something missing about this feeling of being a champion And I've been saying it the whole me and Odell hit each other sometimes like, bro, we won and I'm like, something's missing. And that ring, sir, that was, that's what was missing. It completed it all. You know, uh, I ain't an emotional guy, but you know, it, it almost make you want to, good job. You know, and, and like for me, I'm going on my ninth year. You know, so it's, my journey may seem a little bit longer than Devon Bailey or, you know what I mean, Nate Kuhorn, But for me, man, it was a, a breath of fresh air. And then it also, like I say, it made me more hungry. It made me want to just, I, I woke up running that much faster. You know? And so I think that's what's gonna help me get 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 it again. I,
0: I asked a couple of guys this question yesterday. I'll tell you their answers before I ask you the question. Marcus Howard said yes, he did. J.C. Uh, Sherrod said no, I didn't, but I checked on it a couple of times. Did you wear it to bed on Friday night?
2: I took. I didn't lay down in the bed, but honestly, uh. I said in there, I was about an hour and a half just looking at it, like holding it, I tried it on every finger, it don't even fit on my pinky, but I was like, if I hold it like this, it looks, <laughs> you know, so I can relate to the boys, you know what I mean, uh, like I say, uh, I have never won one, so for me, uh, like it kind of summed up me as a person, you know, it goes all the way back to middle school, you know, that's what it made me think that day I was, when we was doing the ring ceremony, we finally took the rubber band out, and we opened it, and there's a light on it, as soon as it opened. A light went off in my head and said, good job, A.D., you know, but go get more. Go get more. Stay hungry. So I think it was a a bigger step to something greater that's about to happen around here.
0: Seskimo receiver Adarius Bowman, like all the other veterans, the bar is set high for this year. They're all talking about uh, not only repeating as Great Cup champions, but having a dominating year again this year in 2016. When we come back, we will welcome in Dave Campbell we will both talk to Eskimo's head coach Jason Moss. That's when we return on the Eskimo show here on 630 Chad.
1: This is the Eskimo show with Morley Scott on Eskimo's Radio 630
3: Chad.
0: We're back on the Eskimo show. Morley Scott along with Dave Campbell being joined now by the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos Jason Moss. Jason, first off, day one of camp in the books on the field, how uh, how did it go for you?
4: Uh, it was it was everything we expected. I mean, we we executed fast, we executed furious. Um The bottom line, execution completely wasn't there how we would like it, but that's going to be working out the kinks. Everything's a bit new to the guys, um, you know, so you expect to work out the kinks the first day or so. But the effort was great, the compete was great, and uh, the players came ready to play, which is what you ask for. What was it like for you? Uh, Just another day of practice, to be quite honest with you. I love this stuff and this is what I feel like I was meant to do. So, uh, you know, it was enjoyable, very enjoyable. For yourself,
3: and how you manage the practice, what what you plan, what you do out there—is there a lot of experimentation on your part that you're taking, you know, maybe some elements that you've seen or, or heard about and, and trying them out? And if it works great, if if it doesn't, then you find something
4: else. Some of it. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're having a big thing with our competition and our kick with our kickers. I want them to kick competition kicks every day. So, you know, that's something new I haven't seen before, and we we had talked about it in the off season trying to make them as as game experienced as possible. Um, you know as tough mentally as they're going to be in the league and then um, you know the other stuff is you know yeah you do pick up some stuff as you watch other teams ex- play I went down and watched Wisconsin practice and I watched uh, Cal practice this year and you just pick up little things but uh, you know we, we felt like we had a plan and we executed it today and we'll just talk about it and see if we can work on anything.
3: Uh, day one of practice now was no contact is, that's a lot different from what we have seen in, in years past where you saw a lot of contact and uh, do you think that's hopefully going to make. Make a difference and maybe cut down the injuries, or you know, early in camp. Because sometimes you can get a slew of injuries on first couple of days of camp.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's league mandated, obviously, and it's all about players' health and safety. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's it's hard to simulate football, no matter how hard you work out. So, you know, it's nice to be able to to go out, I guess, for the players, and you know, not bang heads right off the bat and uh, get used to their body again, going for three hours against great competition every day so I think it is going to help um, you know so the number of practices are limited to, and the number mm-hmm. of two days are limited and how much you can do in those two days so pretty soon it's going to get to the point where it's no contact but you know for every practice but right now I think that is a good start
0: you're uh, bringing a new playbook offensively to this offense uh, it's only the
4: first day on the field but were you happy with the way you guys seem to pick it up yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to what they did in the past here, just up in the tempo, up in the different different type of ways of communicating. That's that's it. And I thought they they did that very well. The execution wasn't as high as we would like. You know, we're, we're perfectionists. That's what we are in offense. We want everything to be perfect. So when it's not, you know, you have things to work on. So, you know, but overall, very pleased with uh, the operation standpoint, just not execution all the time. The offense you like to run, does it
0: come from that – kind of scott milanovich genesis of you know there's i know steve mcadoo kind of learned from him a little bit and yourself are you
4: guys all kind of in the same boat on on the way you like offenses run yes i mean just protecting the quarterback you know moving guys around formationally being different you know trying to spread the ball around and have answers for your quarterback and protect him in different ways you know and and having a run game um that takes advantage of what the defense is giving you that's what that's what the offense is about so yes i mean i think we all come from the same uh, line of thought and school of thought and uh, it's been proven to be successful in this league by doing it. Do guys jump out on their first day on the field? Um... To be honest with you, I, you know, I, I, I look more at the execution of everybody and in you know, the effort of everyone, and I can't say that anyone just jumped out at me, but uh, the overall group effort is what I care about more than anything. So, you know, after we watch film, sure, there will be some people that, you know, I know had a great day, but, uh, you know, watching everybody, I was very pleased with, like I said, the effort from everyone. Do you have to plan
3: for the uh, time in training camp when players start to get a little grumpy and <laughs> get a little annoyed and get tired of each other, that sort of um, thing? You
4: know, Know, we've, we, we talk a little bit about that, about protecting themselves and, and being teammates and being respectful of one another, and, and understand we're all competing for a job, a way to make a living here. So, you know, they just got to understand that. And I know it gets, you get tired, you, get, you do get grumpy, and all those things. But at the end of the day, you're still a family, a brotherhood, and all that stuff. And you got to take care of one another. So, as long as there's no, we don't carry it off the field. On the field, there's going to be scuffles, there's going to be fights. That's normal. That's, that's, that's sports. But you just can't let it fester in the locker room or, or carry on over to the locker room.
0: You're switching something up from what
4: we've seen here in the past years Friday night. You're having a mock game in the evening after kind of a walkthrough during the day. Uh, Tell me why. Uh, Just to simulate I'm I'm all about simulating as much game speed as possible but much get the guys ready for games So, you know, we wanted to one give them more rest So we practice the the day before in the morning and then we give them almost 24 hours before they actually have to more than 24 hours before they actually have to be on the field again It also just changes it up mentally for them and we play more of our games in the afternoon So it kind of simulates that as well So it's just more more that reason and we're gonna game simulate that day and so uh, and hopefully the fans come out at six to eight on a, I think it's a Friday night. So, you know, you hope to get some people out to watch us play too and get excited about our brand of football. And it gives the players something to look
3: forward to as well and the coaches, right? Because it's I mean, you have two preseason games, but that's maybe like a
4: preseason game yeah, perhaps? you break the monotony of camp first of all. And then secondly, like I said, you get them ready for that game. All the CFL rookies that haven't done it, you, you line them up how you're going to line them up on game day. You simulate that game. And uh, you do situational football like it is in a game. So, you know, where it's just drives. And uh, you go over parts of the game that you can't simulate in practice. Mm-hmm. So different situations. So, uh, But the bigger thing is, is doing it at night and a little bit cooler in the day, you hope, and uh, with a different atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Uh, you and Ed obviously worked on a, on a roster all off-season and talked about guys you want in camp, guys you're trying to sign. Now that you've hit day one, uh, are you happy with the roster you have and you feel you got the the right guys in the right spot
4: to move forward through camp? Yeah, no question. I thought we did. A, I thought Ed did a great job of the guys he he's scouted and looked at and had on the neg list and we've got to bring in. So no, I'm very excited and and pleased with the type of players we have and the the players we have. So yeah, there's no no complaints here. I'm I'm looking forward to working with all of them through camp and uh, letting the best ones make our team. Your first uh, camp as a head coach, but you've
0: been through many as an assistant coach, a lot more as a player. Uh, How has camp changed for you over the years and and
4: your approach to it? The the one part of coaching compared to playing that's different is I know I'm going to be here no matter no matter if someone wants to fire me I mean you know that's one thing but you know you at least know your mindset wise you're here for the year Uh, you plan for the year as a player I never planned for more than the day and uh, I went to every single training camp fighting for a job and no matter whether I was a starter backup or third I always went in thinking I didn't have a job and I needed to win one so that was the different of the mindset Um, you know still team guys. try to understand everything that's going on but that's the difference between coaching and playing coaches know they're going to be here after camp finishes as a player you don't know that so i you know, as a player you're it's just a different feeling.
0: That's something people probably don't understand about being a football player too is the pressure you face every day I mean especially to guys in training camp you don't know if you're coming to practice tomorrow and as you get into the season you don't know as you say you just plan day by day these guys work for
4: six months under a lot of pressure. Well that's why well our model this this starting this camp was start aggressive stay aggressive and finish everything you do. Don't wait. You better start, and so that means every day, every drill, every play you're in, it means something. Don't take a play off, don't take a day off, because it matters on making this team. Their whole focus should be on making this team. It ain't looking ahead. Not one player on our team should be looking ahead right now. Not one. And so when you have all your veterans that are good that you know can think that way, or you know you, you, you meld a different way of thinking throughout your organization, guys become more competitive when they don't know, you know, and, and you want them to feel that way.
3: Is there a point in training camp, Jason, where you hope that the system, the, you know, offense, defense, special teams, that it starts to look more fluid and look more natural than, you know, know, guys out there thinking about what they're doing?
4: Yeah, I mean during the course, of maybe, no matter if this offense was ran here for f- last five years, there's always going to be thinking the first part of camp. You'd be surprised at how much football cor- cor- quarterbacks forget and players forget in six months. Yeah. So no matter what, they're going to forget how to do certain things, and you've got to reteach them and get it back in their minds to how to play football, how you want it being played. So now you put in a new offense, a new defense, and a new special teams. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that are out here thinking. But football's football for the most part. It's once you learn. To terminology mm-hmm. and once you learn the expectations and why you have to do something football players are very smart and they pick it up and so the guys that are going to be here are going to buy into that and we're going to be just fine jason moss thanks
0: for your time i appreciate it and uh, good luck the rest of the way
4: thank you very much guys
1: you're listening to the Eskimo show
0: on eskimos
1: radio six thirty,
0: chad Oh, it's great to be down at Commonwealth Stadium again today. The Eskimos on the field for the first time. Two-a-day workouts again tomorrow. If you're interested, if you got Monday off or want to call in sick, head on down there tomorrow. Uh, 8.30 in the morning and 10.30 in the morning for the two sessions. Uh, They end around noon. Well, the part you can watch ends around noon. They work awful hard after that as well. They'll have... uh, uh, meetings uh, throughout the afternoon and into the evening. Training camp is not an easy time for any football player, for sure. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Morley Scott, along with uh, Dave Campbell, in studio uh, today. Uh, how are you, Dave? I'm well. It's great to have football back, Morley. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, it uh, was a good day today, being down. You could tell there's lots of excitement uh, for the players uh, who were uh, who are on the field and kind of just getting back at to it. I think the guys who got their rings on Friday night were really anxious to get on the field today.
3: Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, with With everything that has gone on with this football team, uh, winning the Great Cup back on November 29th, to Chris Jones leaving, to Jason Moss becoming new head coach and a whole new coaching staff, and then the odd change here and there on the field, I think there's a lot of curiosity and a lot of intrigue with this football team from uh, Eskimo fans and across the country here. So today was really the first day of, uh, you know, on lifting... uh, Lifting that box up like like you did like like the players did at the ring ceremony and and just trying to figure out what is this season going to look like and you know it was good it's good pace today everyone looks good on day one let's say that just because it's good to, good to see football again so um, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow though because that's the first padded practice and the the first time we're gonna hear the pads pop and that's when we're gonna really feel like it's football, right? The, the physicality is going to get ramped up and and that's what I'm really looking forward uh, it, to. But it,
0: it might have been a blessing in disguise for the guys today. They didn't they didn't have hitting today. It was an opportunity to do a, a walkthrough and to really get into the playbook because the playbook, both offensively and yeah. defensively, brand new uh, with the new offensive coordinator of course in Jason Moss and a new defensive uh, uh, coordinator in Mike Benavides and there's a big learning curve for a lot of guys this year who have to have to make some
3: adjustments. There's a lot of teaching going on today, and there was there was the times where the offense and the defense went at it uh, against one another, the the ones and the twos and the threes. But there was a lot of teaching periods uh, uh, out there with individual, uh, with the individual uh, uh, positions and with special teams, but, and also as offense and defense. So, to me, I, th- this is the impression I, I felt morally after practice. The offense were really excited about. Running the system uh, of Jason Moss because there is a lot of similarities to it, uh, you know, with the last two years under Steve McAdoo as the offensive coordinator. There's there's differences because it's it's more up tempo, it's quicker. I think it's it's a it's a it's an offense that's going to see a lot of receivers moving with the football. Defensively, that's where I saw a lot of. Mm, this is going to take some time to learn the system for Mike Benavides. So, the, I mean, potentially they're going to have 9 9 to 10 starters back from last year, right? That that understand the system of Chris Jones. It's going to take time for them to understand what Mike Benavides wants uh, from his defense. So I felt the offense was a little more giddy than the defense, but it's just going to take time for the defense.
0: We're going to talk defense with uh, Pat Watkins and, and uh, a little bit later on in the program, also with Cord Parks, who newly signed by the Eskimos. But let's focus on the offense a little bit right now, Dave. Uh, we heard in the first half hour from uh, Adarius Bowman, who said that this offense could be the best offense he's ever played in, the best offense he's ever been a part of. I I think the one thing that I like about it, the up-tempo thing is going to be great to watch because uh, they're going to really give defenses some some issues uh, uh, keeping up with them. Uh, And, Jason, let's face it. Last year's offense, the last couple of years, we saw an offense that... um, I don't know. What's the best way? They executed very well. Yeah. They didn't execute a lot of plays, but they executed those plays really well. It was an offense that did a lot of the same things and did it very well, and obviously were very successful with it. This year's offense is going to be very different looking from the aspect of everybody or more people are going to be involved. You're going to see the running back come out of the backfield a lot more. You're going to see all the receivers get involved. Look back to Ottawa last year, there was four 1000-yard receivers. So clearly, Jason Moss when he play calls, he mixes it up. He spreads the ball around and everybody is going to get a chance to catch the ball and to run with the ball.
3: This offense has a chance to score, has the potential to score a lot of points in football games this year. That's what I'll say. And you look at what Jason Moss likes to do, he likes to attack the middle of the field. He had the top two leaders in the CFL last year in yards after catch, and if you look at the yards after catch leaders from the Eskimos last year, I mean, there's you got to go down the list, yeah. right? There's a lot of stationary targets last year. Um, this year, guys will be moving when they get the ball, so I think that's what is very exciting about uh, about this offense. And and you have Mike Riley, who's able to. To stretch the field, extend defenses, extend plays with his with his legs. His ability to throw on the run has been uh, much improved. His decision making to, you know, take his medicine is has improved a lot too. But you know the fact that the offense is going to be much more up tempo, much quicker. I think is a good thing.
0: And I think Mike Riley. And Jason Moss are going to be a good combination because they're For sure. they're very similar in their attitude. Uh, they're they're both gung ho guys. They're both guys who are fiery. They're both guys who are leaders. They're both guys who are very emotional. Uh, their skill set I don't know how similar. You saw Jason Moss play more than I did on uh, on a on, a, you know, on an up close level. I think their skill sets aren't quite the same because because Riley's bigger and he's stronger and he runs probably a little bit better. But uh, they're going to get along fine, I think.
3: Yeah, I think so. And, and Jason Moss understands how to play quarterback in the league. He he's, uh, he passed for 5,200 yards back in 2004. And he can get the job done. You know, we, we know what we have seen Jason Moss uh, do in the past here as a player. You know, he helped this team win the 2005 Great Cup uh, by coming off the bench for, for a couple of games. Uh, he gets the position. You know, I remember talking with Jason Moss and dealing with Jason Moss as a player. You just knew he was head coach material. Now he's working with... In my view, the best quarterback in the league right now in Mike Riley, and it's an opportunity to make him better because, you know, and I know, and people watch it, watch Mike Riley mechanically. Sometimes it's a little, hmm, that's interesting, but he gets he gets the job done right. Yeah, I think Jason Moss, when I look at a pure quarterback when he played compared to Mike Riley, had more pure technical skill, um, but Mike Riley's is just able to make things happen in so many variety of ways, the way he extends the play and and just makes plays happen when you think they're not there. But Jason Moss has the ability to make him so much better.
0: All right, Pat Watkins is on deck here uh, as we make a transition from offense to defense discussion. I'm going to say this about the offense. Uh, John White is back. Mike Riley will be healthy for the entire year. They've got uh, the best quarterback in the league, as you mentioned, are certainly the quarterback playing the best going mm-hmm. into this season. That's fair. Uh, they have the most successful offensive coordinator from last year, now running things. Uh, they've added Chris Getzlaff. They've lost Kenny Stafford, but that's pretty much it. The offensive line core is set, and of course, the John White factor, uh, if he can be like he was in 2014, in 2016, this offense could score a lot of points, which means, on the flip side, a uh, defense, which I don't think will be as lights out as it was last year. Doesn't have to be because the offense is going to score more points, and I think that's going to be a big advantage to the defense.
3: I think so. Uh, the the offense definitely has the ability to score a lot of points, like we said. It's, it's this this team is going to change potentially from a grinded out style that we saw in the last two years under head coach former head coach Chris Jones to a team that can run up the score potentially uh, in the uh, you know with Jason Moss at the helm. You know this is going to be an offensive minded team. You know the defense. You got to be careful. What I understand what you're saying. You got to be careful when you say the defense won't have to be as good. You don't want to make sure that you you want to make sure your defense isn't giving up 28 points a Mm -hmm. game either or 25 Mm -hmm. points a game. But you're right. The defense, you know, they're going to probably. My guess, they're probably going to allow maybe. Five, six more points in games on average on average than they did last year. But I think the offense has the ability to score five to seven, six, seven more points than they did last year too. And
0: even even if they give up five or six more points a game, that's still a pretty good average because they were yeah uh, that's low twenties. They were among the best ever. That's uh, right uh, last year. So all right, that's the and more on the defense uh, coming up. I know you had a chance to talk with Eskimos uh, cornerback. Pat Watkins.
5: Yes, I did, and I asked Pat Watkins how the day overall went for him. I'm um, overall as a team. I feel like uh, we we got out and accomplished. If you if you ask me personal, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you know I, I could have played. I practiced better, but like you said, it's only a day one. Uh, it's building tape. Um mm-hmm. you know, something to build off of. I get to watch what I did wrong. I get to watch what we uh, what we can improve in areas we can improve in. You mm-hmm. know, it's a it's a new system for everybody. So, I mean, a lot of us. Uh, I wouldn't say being cut off guard, but we uh, we are adjusted. So.
3: You know I talked to a lot of offensive players about working under Jason Moss and he's their offensive coordinator and the system for them doesn't change too much terminology does. For you though under Mike Benavides under Baron Miles your secondaries coach how
5: much does the system change you think from what you've worked with in the past? Uh, Right now I can say 100% as of right now. Yeah I'm not um, doing anything I've done in the the past but at, at the same time like I said when I first got into the Jones system, you know, I had to learn that one, and I mean, it, it had to work out the Kings. My first year wasn't the best with Jones, I mean, you know, and um, like I say he was willing to work with me, and I feel like these custom staff it's the same way, you know, um, they're gonna let me know when, I, when I'm playing good, playing bad, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna work to make me better. Is this a strange training camp for you because there is no Chris Jones in the fold here? <laughs> Uh, yeah you know I try, I'm, I'm trying not to you know talk about Chris Jones uh you because you know cause you're not, I mean personally you know he's he's a great friend of mine I'm you know, really close but I mean business wise you know it's you know it's, uh, it's months from here on out and uh, you know I mean uh, that's 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 the new direction that we had and um, yeah if you ask me personally is it, is it weird without Coach Jones yes yes it is but you know I mean eventually uh you not know, new things might have changed there's a good chance especially with him going to Saskatchewan I knew. No, nah, our relationship was almost over. You know, it hurt a little bit, but at the same time, you got to pick up the pieces and keep it moving. But you know Jason Moss a bit because he he spent time with the Argos while you were there. Oh yeah, yeah man. Uh, uh, Jason Moss was pretty pretty good. Well, I wouldn't say good friends, but we we get acquaintances. you know we speak. Uh, you know, passing each other through the hallways. He was more of an offensive guy, more of a defensive player. So you know, what I mean, we didn't really interact on that type of level. But you know, what I mean, he knows me pretty good, and I know him pretty well. Yeah. as far as his involvement with the defense he admitted I don't know how much I'll
3: be involved with the defense obviously when you're a head coach or an administrator you're, you're in charge of everything yeah. but uh Mike Benavides is obviously going to be the guy that you're talking to the most and
5: obviously Baron Miles too what's your impression of your new defensive coordinator uh I, I, I like him like um, I, I feel like he has a lot, of, a lot of knowledge I can tell um by the way he uh, he runs his drill he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of knowledge of the game um I feel like you know he he's 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 sound. He's really technical. He likes to get back to the basics. Um, of, that uh, that makes you uh, a, a good DB, and that's the kind of things that we worked on today. Just going back to the basics, uh, footwork, uh, breaking um, off the quarterback, and things like that. And uh, you know, if you like, I said, you know, he's he's a building blocks type of coach. He's gonna start at uh, lower level and build build us up. It's not often that
3: you see a team that has so much continuity as far as returning starters. There's. I believe eight or nine potentially on defense. There's, I'm going to count eleven on offense because of John White mm-hmm. uh, back in with 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 you guys. But the the coaching staff is completely new. That's unusual in professional sports, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I mean you know. Um it, it is but it happens sometimes you know coaches uh leave vacate some coaches retire some coaches uh get let go for uh, any type of reason so it, it happens i mean i'm this isn't the first time i've, I've been in a uh, organization that's had a coaching change uh, mm-hmm. so i mean it, it happens I've, I've dealt with this before um you know fortunately for me this time around the coach actually liked me <laughs> so you know what i mean at least at least at least i'm starting in the good graces of the coaches as feeling like i'm, I'm coming in trying to prove myself all over um, like I said, you know, I'm not here to slack off. I'm going to rip my butt off like I always do. But you know, what I mean, at least the coaches know who I am, man. You know, instead of them, um, you know, starting in the negative and you got to trying to make plays over and over and over to prove that through your worth. You have been in this scenario before, where you come in as the
3: defending Grey Cup champions. Is the mindset? Any different from a team who is looking for that championship?
5: Uh, no, nah, I mean I, I believe our mindset is uh, is back at zero. We it's, it's reset. You know, what I mean, like you know, um, last year is last year. I mean, we we you know you can sit there and gloat about last year, but then somebody come and just beat you up for the rest of the year. So I mean, you know, we did what we did, and you know, it was a special year. You know, everything had to go right for us to win that, and we and we did. But. With that being said, you know what I mean. Are we? Do we have what it takes? You know what I mean. You know to go back out there and do this all over again. And I mean that's the challenge that a lot of us are facing. You know, proving to everybody that you know even with the coaching change that we still have what it takes to go out there and win. Yeah. What does the first week of training camp uh, mean? Like, what do you want to accomplish
3: the most in in week one?
5: Well, you want to get back into uh, into move um, good movement, uh, good movement. Like, you know. Um, Get, just getting in tune with your body, really. You know what I mean? Because you, you you train by yourself in off season. A lot of us train by ourselves, as opposed to having like, like a guy across from you, and that's that's challenging. So you know what I mean? It's it's different when somebody pushing back on you, pulling on you, uh, breaking when they want, instead of you breaking in your mind whenever you want when you when you're training. So it's more about it's coming up to speed, like getting back in the rhythm with everybody else. Well, you said day one was a little tough, but the goal is hopefully by day twenty, it won't be rough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, today is the first day. Um, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said every, every first day of my mini camp was just, I mean, a training camp was just the best day ever. I mean, I've had days where I'd be like, am I really supposed to be here? Or, you know what I mean? It happens. But, um, no, no I, I feel like, you know, I said, as long as our coaches are willing to work with us and continue to work with us instead of, like, you know, turning their back on us and shutting down on us, then we still have a chance because, I mean, we had a potential here. We had the players. And, I mean, it's a new system, so a lot of us, you know, has, mm-hmm. have to adjust to that. But, you know, I said, I'm, I'm willing to, and I'm pretty sure everybody around here willing to. We have a great group of guys.
0: That's cornerback Pat Watkins going into his third season as a member of the Eskimos, his fifth season in the Canadian Football League. Another veteran defensive back signed by the Eskimos this week. His name's Cord Parks. Played with the BC Lions for three seasons. We'll talk to him when we return. Along with Dave Campbell, I'm Morley Scott. You're listening to the Eskimo Show on 630 Chad.
1: This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio,
0: 6:30 Chad. First day on the field for the Eskimos today. Pretty good day it was, too, as training camp for 2016 gets underway. Uh, Just a programming note for you. Next week is the annual Fan Day festivities going on at Clark Stadium as the Eskimos uh, practice in front of everybody. They'll have uh, all the bells and whistles out for that one. Uh, We'll also be there with a live Eskimos show coming to you from 3 to 4 o'clock. We'll have interviews with the players and the coaching staff right after uh, the practice comes to its conclusion. That is on Saturday of next weekend uh morley scott in on the eskimo show today along with dave campbell eskimos made a notable signing late this
3: week uh, just a couple days before training camp veteran defensive back court park spent the previous three seasons with the bc lions spent some time with the uh, current defensive coordinator mike benavides and morley had a ch- chance to talk to court parks about uh how it went how it went in his first day as an eskimo
1: man it feels great um Great team, great organization. Proud to be a part of the Eskimo way. Very excited to be here with this D-line and this group of VET uh, DBs, man, it's awesome. Uh, Odell and those guys up front, they did a great job last year, and I'm pretty sure many of them are going to be able to do the same thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, like I said, to learn from, from Pat and from Marcel and those guys and for us to bounce things off each other's head with the defense and stuff like that. So very excited to be here.
0: Uh, I know your signing was announced this week. I don't know when it actually happened, but uh, are you surprised it took as long as it did through the offseason?
1: Yeah, uh, you know the the process. It was new for me, uh, first time being a free agent. So I didn't, I kind of didn't know what to expect. My agent just kept telling me to be patient, um, you know, and just I had to, you know, like I said, be patient and just just learn from the process. Um, not really worried about how long it took. I just wanted to be be somewhere and play, you know. And at uh, Hervey call, you know, very excited to get here. And I told him, you know, I'm just, I'm ready to play.
0: Uh, you started games at cornerback, started games at halfback in BC. What's your best position? What position do you like playing best? On the field.
1: <laughs> On the field, you know, um, I'm, a, I'm a natural corner, but with me going through that uh, my second year at half, it helped me to develop even better at corner. But now that I know the scheme and I know everything about it, um, I had a great vet beside me in BC and uh, Ryan Phillips, and he taught me a lot of stuff. So. Now that I'm, I'm back at half, I'm, I'm a lot more comfortable, you know, um, with knowing what things are going to happen, and I'm able to help guys beside me just by communicating better. So that's that's the key thing right now is just making sure we're communicating and make sure we all on the same page.
0: So You're comfortable at
1: both then, basically? Yeah, comfortable at both. Comfortable at both. Like I said, if my main thing is competing, put me in there. Um, being able to play fast, you know, and, and and that's the key thing with guys, you know, us communicating. And know. communicating, you know, you can play fast. How tough is it to integrate yourself into a great cup championship team? You you gotta you you gotta come in with your level of play already at a Grey Cup standpoint. You know these guys they did a great thing last year. You know and um, you know as the more you develop as a professional, you do understand how hard it is to win a Grey Cup or to win a championship across any level. And you know the thing for me is definitely I want let's repeat because I want to get one with these guys. You know and um, I've been around other Grey Cup champions and like I said, it's hard. It's hard. So like I said, to come in, I have to think. You know I have to I gotta meet up today level where they were at the end of the great cup coming into training camp you know so that's that's the key thing for me just you know like I said just just staying patient filling out things and learning from the guys around because like i said when they've been through a championship they know what it takes you know and, and you just have to feed off of that
0: day one on the field what's it uh, what was it like for you today and how was the anticipation leading up to it always an exciting day for everybody yeah very exciting you know you get to see where your training was in all season
1: uh, get to work some kinks out But, uh, you know, definitely the speed of the game. Mike Riley, you know, you're looking at these guys and you're like, man, he's already throwing the ball deep on the first play, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, with that, we know that they're excited. We know that the receivers want to get out and they want to show us a few things and we want to keep things going and we want to get to the ball, you know, so looking for an even better day tomorrow, come out fast, um, like I said, get our hands on the ball and like I said, just kind of level down the excitement. Sometimes you come out so excited, you're you'll, you'll a little overwhelmed, but um, I think guys know what's going on and, you know, continue to get
0: through the play booking will be good. You studied uh, this defense last year, or this offense last year, rather, in, in B.C. Uh, to me, it looks like they were good, but they're gonna be a lot better this year because uh, you know, Darrell Walker for a full season, uh, Mike Riley for a full season, uh, John White back. Uh, it's an offense that was good enough last year, but can be really good this year.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, this this offense was one of the ones we really had to pay attention to with the movements, with the explosive plays. I mean that that was a key thing that you know we watched, but knowing that I'm on the same team with it. is it's even more exciting, you know, to see the explosive plays, to see the downfield balls going up, see guys like uh, Walker going up, competing for the ball, just to know that I'm not on the other side of it is a good thing. So, you know, it, it'd be a great thing to go against him in practice, go against Mike in practice, and, and, and being able to get some timing down. So, you know, the coach said it's going to get faster for the offense. So if, if they get faster, when we get to the game, it's going to be slower, you know. So it's being able to practice fast, absorb things fast, and be able to, like I say, steady these guys, but remember that they're they're my teammates, you know. Instead of me saying oh, I got I got I got to go against Darius Bowman this week, so you know um, he's a he's a great athlete, great guy, explosive guy. Like I said, Walker, explosive guy. Those two on the same side, they're, they're a deadly combination. Court Parks, welcome to Edmonton. Good to meet you. Thanks
0: a lot. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Don't forget next week's show will be three o'clock on Saturday from Fan Day at Clark Stadium. Uh, Dave, thanks for joining us this week. Appreciate it.
3: My pleasure, Morley. Thank you for listening to the Eskimo Show here on 6:30, Chad.